right, I'm joined now, as promised, by Tim Brando, former colleague of mine at CBS Sports, now currently employed with Fox Sports. He does college football. He does college basketball. In fact, he was just doing the ACC tournament. Tim, welcome. Randy, at long last, I'm so glad we were able to get this taken care of. My, As I'm speaking to you, I'm finally making it home after what has uh, been a uh, you know my usual football basketball grind of about uh, eight eight and a half months, and now I'm going to sit back at the chateau and do the Big Daddy D. That's what my grandkids call me. I'm going to do the Big Daddy D thing, watch the tournament with everyone else, and just uh, kind of enjoy the fact that I know I'm not having to prepare for eight eight teams and four games in one day like. I used to for all those years. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> play yeah. a little golf and enjoy myself. You know. Hey, you know, to get to get kind of a busman's holiday, starting your final four March Madness off. Do you have any uh, sleepers for people out there that are doing their last minute bracket fills? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I've got um, in my final four. I've got Texas Tech making it all the way. I wow. love Chris Beard's team. Uh, I love their draw. I think the, the matchup that could be really fun, I think there are two sleepers in that side of the bracket. Nevada made it to the Sweet 16 a year ago, and Texas Tech. And to me, Texas Tech has been proven uh, because of the way they had to play and the competition level that they had in the Big 12. It wasn't easy in that league. Uh, it wasn't a vintage year for the Big 12 with Kansas not being necessarily the Kansas of old, but Texas Tech is a lockdown defensive team, and defenses travel. They've got a great shooter in Culver, and I think that they have the ability to do a lot of things in this in this tournament. And I just like their draw. Yeah. I, I really, really do. Uh, Tennessee is the other team that I believe will spoil it for one of the ACC top seeds. I think Virginia is, is going to run into a really um, tough – and difficult Tennessee team, and I know people are saying, well, they just got their doors blown off by Auburn. Look, that happens, and they had just beaten Kentucky, and I think maybe exhaled a little bit in that game, Randy. Yeah. Uh, I love Grant Williams. I think the the world of Admiral Schofield, uh, and I think the Volunteers under Rick Barnes, they're a veteran team. I think they understand uh, the, the tournament that they're in and how you go about getting the job done. Virginia's got some limitations, uh, and I saw them, as you know, in the ACC tournament. Florida State, I thought, exposed some of those limitations with their size and with their length. But Tennessee's got all those things, uh, especially uh, power people inside. Um, I see chalk the other way. I I think Duke is in a great position, even though they're going to have to work. I mean, they will be challenged, and they will be challenged as quickly as the second round. Uh, either UCF or VCU are athletic and will give them a tough go uh, in the East region. And Virginia Tech has already beaten them. And the Hokies are getting Justin Robinson back. You know, he has not played for the better part of uh, uh, five weeks, uh, almost six weeks. But he's a great leader. He's a point guard. And with you know, Keel Alexander-Walker as a guard and with – uh, the outstanding play that they get from Blackshear inside, I think they are uh, going to give Duke a great game. And then again, Michigan State is the two seed. That's the team that really did get, I thought, 
a bad break. Yeah, um, absolutely. You probably heard the criticism. They would have been better served losing the Big Ten title game mm-hmm. because Michigan didn't get placed on the same side of the bracket as uh, as Duke did. But sometimes that's just the way it falls. And uh, But I like Duke getting through, and I like North Carolina to get through. I think the Tar Heels are probably in the best possible position of any of the one seeds. And frankly, Randy, um, I think they're going to play again. I think North Carolina and Duke, for the first time ever, will play in the finals and advance to the championship. And I think in a fourth matchup, I like Carolina. I think they're a more complete team. And I think the Tar Heels are the team to watch now uh, to, to get it done. Because, you know, right now, Duke, as good as they are, um, they are struggling with their three-point shooting. Hmm. Uh, they went two for 14 in that title game that, uh, that G-Man and I had. And, and I'm going to tell you, I think that uh, that's going to be a problem for them. Uh, Zion Williamson's a, a, a generational player. I mean, he's a once-every 20-25-year guy. But they're not getting the help with uh, the perimeter shot uh, at all from, from R.J. Barrett or from Cam Reddish. And, uh, you know, Trey Jones is, uh, is, is outstanding and can create some turnovers for them against North Carolina, then they get a shot. But I think the way Toby White's playing right now and the great shooting capability that North Carolina has with Luke May and particularly Cam Johnson, I think he's the best shooter in the country. Yeah. I think Roy will beat Kay in that monster. Can you imagine a monster matchup? That like would that? be fantastic. At long last North Carolina. They never played in an NCAA tournament. <laughs> hey, I, I got a question for you. There's a team that that is out there that I'm, I'm hearing a lot of talk about, at least, uh, in Buffalo. But I don't know much about Buffalo. Do you? I saw them just a couple of times. Couldn't tell you anything really about them other than they play really tough. They're a transition team. Um, they got um, they played Marquette. He's got that outstanding shooting team of theirs with uh, Marcus Howard and company. And I think he went off that night for something like 53 points. But Buffalo wanted to play with them. They wanted to run. They are a speed team. Uh, there are teams that I believe believes that they can you know, know go up against uh, anybody and, and out-shoot them and, and press and go full court. A lot of times teams like Buffalo, um, when they play bigger, stronger guys that um, but also can run, uh, they can be in trouble. But they are a tough defensive team as long as they're playing full court pressure. A lot of times, full court pressure leads to open looks. I think it depends on the draw with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some success last year. They returned some of that talent. So yeah, that's I've got them. I think winning their first round game. I do have them winning their first round game. So I, I've got them going to. Uh, I can't, can't remember if they play Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday. But I think I've got them going to the second, the second game. All righty. Hey, I, I I can't have you on and not talk a little bit of college football. What were your thoughts? What were your thoughts about the 2018 season? And do you think we're going to see as much of sort of the same old groups when it comes to 2019? Yeah, I mean, Randy, we as long as we have these same um, criteria and in, in, in play with the playoffs, uh, I don't see any real changes. Uh, the bottom line here is, uh, unfortunately, like it or not. You can schedule down if you're Alabama or Clemson, and it doesn't matter. 
And uh, it's a problem uh, when you're only playing eight conference games in one league, nine in another. And you know, the Alabama schedule last year was horrific. This year it's worse than that. Uh, and it won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the problems that, um, that the, the college game has until they adopt and understand that they need to go to eight. I, I certainly hope. I know Jim Delaney's leaving uh, the Big Ten after the 2020 season. I sure hope one of his legacies is that he drives through the expansion to eight teams before he leaves. Yeah, I, I hope that that's. I hope that's one of the things that that he plans on trying to accomplish because it's desperately needed. Uh, well, by by, by the seeing, same by the same token, Tim. I mean, you've got Ohio State in the Big Ten, and you've got Oklahoma in the Big Twelve, and obviously they have competitors. But you take those four teams; it's hard to imagine at least three of those not being in any kind of a four team yeah, four yeah, team playoff. Be, because we've because we've seen such a not a dearth, but a a sort of step back in the Pac twelve. That they're either uh-huh. cannibalizing themselves or the recruiting and the, and the level is just not where it's been. Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, the Pac-12 in general is in peril. Um, this, this notion that uh, you know maybe the, the the Big 12 and the Pac-12 might merge down the road one day, uh, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. But it could, you know, down the road. I mean, I could see that. Potentially, if we ever go to a super conference situation, I also think uh, our old friend Mike Oresco's uh, conference, the American Athletic yeah. Conference, is getting it's getting hosed. That league is so good, is delivering you know not just one great team, usually one great team, but two or three really good teams. And you know, I'm here to tell you, I saw enough Pac-12 to know. Now, Oregon will be in good shape. Mario Cristobal has really recruited well. I think they could, uh, you could see a resurgence in their game, their team, uh, this year, especially with the, with their quarterback, with Herbert back and his, his brother coming in. Yeah. Uh, and the recruiting class that Mario had. But other than them, uh, you know, SC's going nowhere fast. Uh, Chip still has another. He's going to need two or three recruiting classes at UCLA yeah, to get that thing going. Washington's still good, but they're not great. Uh, and Washington State is hitting this based on who the quarterback is. We'll just have to wait and see with them. Yeah. Uh, but the league in general is suffering, uh, and, and across the board, financially, uh, I don't need to tell you how bad the basketball was. Uh, they, in my opinion, should have only had one team in the tournament. They managed to shoehorn a second one in in basketball. Uh, but, yeah, the problem I have, and I and I moaned about it this past year, and as you know, because you used to come on my show years ago that was still going on when we went to the playoffs, and no one no one wanted the playoff more than me because the godforsaken BCS was the worst thing that, that was out there. But I'm not sure that the BCS wasn't more inclusive in the sense that you know, with the the metrics that they utilized, it wasn't just it wasn't just uh, human beings saying, "Oh, those are the bigger, stronger, faster guys with the biggest brands." So we're going to bring them in. I, I think you know UCF would have had a better chance of making a potential ECS final than making a fourteen playoff. Yeah, with the system in play. I mean, that's the sad part of all of this. Yeah, you know, if we he, utilize he, if we he, utilize some form of that. 
then we would have we would have had more inclusion, but we don't. So I don't want Randy. I don't want to in in July. I don't want to be able to tell everybody who the four teams are going to be uh, yeah. because there, I, I know there's parity out there. You know there's parity. Absolutely. But we can't tell with the system in play. You can't tell. It's the same teams every year, and I don't want it to become the NBA. I mean, the last thing I want college football to become is as predictable as the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, humans don't always make think make things better. Sometimes they need a computer and some stats to figure things out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and the people on the committee and I and I know they're well reasoned, intelligent people, a lot of older coaches, Randy, mm-hmm. uh, that, that I've respected for many years, but they see the game through the same prism. You know, the, 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 the kind of guys that would, would look out there at warm-ups and say, oh, boy, those guys look like they can play. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want that kind of, I don't want that kind of thinking, slanted thinking going into the process. Uh, if it's the same group of older coaches that believe the game has got to be played one way, then we're going to get these same teams every year. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. And then name, you know that that other team uh, that that's, that's going to get in there, whether it's it's Oklahoma, uh, which right now appears to be that team. And, and once Texas beats them, it'll be another brand name like them, mm-hmm. you know, out of the Big Twelve. So it, it really shuts the door to any team that that comes out of someplace special. And it, you know, it had Washington State beaten Washington last year. I think it could have really exposed this process for what it was because I thought Washington State, from a defensive standpoint, was better than they'd ever been. And I would have loved for them to have been on the outside looking in with just one loss. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, They got a little bit of a break when Washington State lost the Apple Cup. Uh, And, you know, weather had a lot to do with that, as it oftentimes does in that game Mm -hmm. uh, for Leach. But one of these years, uh, either a team like them or somebody else is really going to get hosed and, and won't have a chance to get in, and it's just a damn shame. Uh, college football deserves a, to do a better job for itself than it currently is. And this this 14 playoff right now is as bogus a process and as exclusive uh, a club as I think I've ever seen. And we just... We just don't need it. I mean, yeah. Nick Saban's a great coach. Alabama is going to be is, is a juggernaut. I don't want to rain on any. I'm not raining on any of their parades. Okay, I'm not. But when all you have to do is just line up and play eight teams, and you can you can go and play uh, Arkansas State and uh, Louisiana Lafayette and the Citadel in November and get away with it. You know, that is pathetic. Yeah, there's something, there's something wrong with that. absolutely pathetic. All right. Hey, Timmy B., thank you so much, and safe travels. Good luck getting back to the Chateau, and all the best. <laughs> and uh, enjoy your time as the grandfather for a few months. Man, you know, Archie Manning told me a long time ago, he said, man, I didn't know I'd have two first-round picks. I didn't know that I'd have two MVPs and Super Bowls, but I got this for you. Those six grandchildren are even better. And he was so right. Yep. Yes, <laughs> he is. Super talking to you, Randy, and uh, continued success. And give my guys up there in 43 uh, that you're working with, many of whom I shared time in the booth with, uh, a big hello. Okay? All right. I sure will, Tim. Thanks, man. Okay, bye-bye. 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 